Indiana is making deals. Does that mean it's nothing but good things on the horizon? Tony Katz, great to be with you. 93 WIBC, good morning. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com, part of the IBJ family of really cool things. I don't know what we officially call it, so that's what I... That's what I went with. Gary Dick on the Twitter box, G-E-R-R-Y. That's how you spell the name. The Rolls-Royce deal, man, $500 million deal with the Air Force, engines for the B-52. Talk to me about its impact on central Indiana, on Indiana as a whole, and does this lead to other opportunities? Yeah, I think it does. And, uh, you know, we had a key player from Rolls-Royce on the show this weekend. He was really involved from the beginning uh, of landing this contract, which was four-plus years uh, in the making. And you mentioned it's it's big. It's a $500 million contract uh, to produce these engines and test them and, and uh, put them on the, uh, the B-52s. Uh, but I think the really interesting part here is what this could be longer term. It begins with a $500 million commitment. But if these uh, options are exercised over the course of 17 years, it's a long time, 17 years, could be worth $2.6 billion uh, over time. So so this is a massive contract, as the uh, exec from Rolls-Royce said, a big win for Indiana, for Indianapolis and Rolls-Royce as well. Initially, it's going to mean about 100, 100 to 150 jobs, but those numbers uh, could go up uh, as well. So very big deal, uh, certainly for the company, but also for the economy. One of the other stories that you've got over there at InsideIndianaBusiness.com is that over at Purdue, they have approved Mitch Daniels' uh, contract, his annual performance evaluation, and awarded his at-risk pay at 108%. It's kind of interesting how these things work. You're hitting certain uh, goals, certain opportunities, et cetera. His uh, guarantee of 430 uh, a thousand reaching or exceeding thirteen to fifteen metrics, he receives an additional two hundred thirty-two thousand dollars. What is the future for uh, for for my man Mitch? What is, is how much longer can he uh, be the president of Purdue? I don't think it's that Purdue is looking to make a change. I don't. I'm not making that. Uh, I'm not putting that conversation out there. I'm not even setting that as as anything I've ever heard. I'm asking, there comes a moment where naturally you step away. Are we going to be seeing that moment anytime soon? Well, it will come at some point, uh, obviously, Tony. And, and uh, you know, I think if you talk to, to trustees and those at, at Purdue, they'd like, uh, they'd like for Mitch Daniels to stay uh, forever uh, because I know there's a really good feeling about what he has accomplished, is accomplishing in a number of areas, uh, in, in, including dramatic change at the university uh, from a physical uh, standpoint. If you go to the west side of campus and with the innovation district and uh, the aerospace district, all the things they are doing uh, that has a big connection to business and industry, connecting students, creating a pipeline to, to, to fuel some of these companies, uh, it, it is some pretty cutting-edge stuff. You know, there are, there are folks who, who uh, also in the political ranks – who are holding out hope, hey, maybe he'll stay on uh, through the uh, end of his contract and then uh, hop back in the political arena. I don't know if he has an appetite or the energy to do that, but uh, uh, speculation is beginning to mount a bit as, as to what is next for Mitch Daniels because he has been someone, whether it's in the governor's uh, office, university president's office, or in the boardroom, who, who is uh, kind of a guy of action, if you will, and, and likes to get things done. 
Follow that up with a story that you guys have from uh, just before the weekend, Best College Towns Named, InsideIndianaBusiness.com. It's got it. Uh, Bloomington is uh, 33rd on the list, and uh, South Bend is 41st on the list. Terre Haute for Indiana State University is 133rd. West Lafayette comes in at number 11. So when you see these rankings or when colleges, universities see these rankings, how much does that add to people saying, ooh, that's the school I want to go to, and therefore the dollars that get invested all around it? You know, maybe a little bit uh, in terms of the students, but but I will tell you what is interesting, uh, at least to me, <clears throat> is I have seen when you look at where people retire, uh, uh, increasingly these college towns are attracting uh, people when they retire. Now, certainly a lot of people are going to go down south and out west for the warm weather and those types of things. Uh, but if you look at some of the college towns and what they have to offer, you know, a younger, uh, uh, kind of vibrant uh, uh, vibe, if you will, in, in a community, you've got arts and culture, you've got sporting events, you've got all those types of things associated with big time universities. So I think as you look at, at rankings like those, and there are a number of them out there, certainly. Uh, I, I think a bigger impact could be where people end up settling down and increasingly places like Bloomington. In fact, I think Bloomington was on a, a top 10 list or a top 25 list for just that places where people uh, are retiring, you know, outside of uh, the Sun Belt and those types of things. Before I, I let you go, I'll, I'll steal a story from IBJ. Now that you guys are all together in this happy marriage, I can do these kinds of things. Uh, <laughs> right. It, it was a regional charging network. Um, you know, for all my issues with Governor Holcomb, to which there are many, when things are interesting, I do actually talk about them. So this is Governor Holcomb with the governor of Illinois, the governor of Michigan, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, signing a memorandum of understanding to create Rev Midwest, the regional election. Electric Vehicle Coalition. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with this or not. The, the question before us is, is this about the placing of charging stations or is this about the working together to figure out how to charge the charging stations? Because these are going to be drains and there's going to be serious conversations about how these things uh, get get paid for. Do we know what the story here is? Yeah, you know, Tony, it's a, it was a member, as you saw there, a memorandum of understanding uh, between or among these these governors. And I, I, you know, truthfully, I don't know that they necessarily know right now what it's going to evolve uh, into. Uh, I think essentially what they're saying is, hey, we're going to work together on these uh, issues related to charging. As an example, and I'll just throw this out: uh, uh, there's talk of being able to, for lack of a better term, this probably isn't the right term, but electrifying roadways or putting the technology, actually embedding it in the roads to allow cars to charge while they're driving. So technology and innovation like that, as you work through those issues, if that becomes something that, that has traction uh, working together uh, among states, I think it's that kind of kind of thing. Uh, I think it's a realization that electric vehicles, the future, uh, you know, is going to be. Uh, over time, electric vehicles, it's here. It's what the uh, automakers are producing. So the governors, I think, are saying, hey, let's work together to try to try to make this happen in the Midwest in particular.